0: I don't have self-esteem. How do I get self-esteem? This is one of the most common questions I get asked by my clients, by my students, as true self-esteem is something that we all want. And where does it come from? Does true self-esteem come from achievement, does it come from what we're doing, or is there something else around this? And that's what I'm going to address today. And a warm welcome to Renewal Nuggets. I'm Dr. Yuana Popa from Tear for the Soul. And I love to connect science, psychology, spiritual care, but also Christian faith, which is my faith and we studied. And let's dive in. Many people feel inside as they don't have self-esteem, and many times I think our culture is training us to really seek that externally through praises in school, at workplace, through reviews, through our roles, through our functions. How many people are constantly trying to, consciously or unconsciously, trying to find a sense of self-worth? by having a particular role, a particular job, a particular social position, money, relationships, feeling loved and appreciated. I mean, it could be from our group, our peer group. It could be in our family, in our communities, co-workers. This is going back for thousands and thousands of years. There's nothing new around that. The only problem is that self-esteem per se, it's an inner sensation. It's an inner quality and an inner perception of how we are doing from inside out. And when we look for external circumstances or from validation from other people to receive that in order to feel self-worthy, then we put ourselves at the mercy of our circumstances. And it's wonderful when we have those kind of validations coming and we feel connected, we feel really great. We might fall in love and feel really appreciated by our partner. But what happens when our partner has a bad day? Or maybe they go through a rough patch and they might be really stressed or really preoccupied with work. If our self-worth depends on the relationship, that can go down the train really fast. The same with a role or a job in a particular workplace. What happens when we lose that job? Or what happens when everyone around us, they don't appreciate or they send us messages of how well we are doing. Even with high performance athletes or actors, once they get to a certain stage, including actors when they get the Oscar, now they feel the bar is really high. So in order to maintain what they've achieved, they have to continuously perform at a certain level. And the problem is we cannot really chase an internal experience by pursuing something externally because the minute the external conditions are threatened or non-existent, we are then vulnerable to feeling unworthy if that's where we put our worth in. And we then start feeling a sense of fear of losing either the position or the role or the admirations of the people around us or the love of people around us. And that also is a recipe to feeling a sense of victimhood. Because we cannot really control external circumstances or people around us, and then we are at a loss because there's so much we cannot control, and then our internal state, our our own sense of well-being depends on something external. And psychology and also spiritual care and ancient Christian faith have a lot to say about that. Psychology and scientific research is making a distinction between self-esteem and self-efficacy. Self-esteem is that sense of inner worth that we're feeling either high or low about ourselves. And psychological research is showing that that actually, that way we perceive ourselves has a huge impact and how we feel about ourselves and how we might succumb or not to external pressures from outside groups, including social media. Also, people with low self-esteem I feel more shy, anxious, and lonely. And the ones that have higher self-esteem, they're happier. So the more we can disidentify from putting our attachment of self esteem towards external conditions the more it becomes intrinsic the easier it is and the level of well-being and the level of happiness actually psychology is showing that it gets higher and it's interesting that self efficacy it's actually a sense of i am able i am capable of doing a particular skill so self efficacy it's much many times it's mixed up in our culture And we confuse self-esteem with self-efficacy. And I might not have self-efficacy, a sense of doing really well in a particular area, especially if I don't have skills. But that doesn't mean it has to affect my self-esteem. So what is self-esteem then? Type in the chat if it makes sense, this distinction between self-esteem and self-efficacy. And many times we use that even in our families. I mean, I grew up in a generation where people would say, oh, good girl, bad girl, good boy, bad boy. There were so much adjectives connected to our identity as separate from actually our behavior. Well, maybe I had a behavior that needed correction and maybe that was less desirable, but not to link that to our identity. So it is a cultural problem, which I feel like it's starting to get, shifted especially through um, newer parenting skills and education that is happening but it's also important for us as grown-ups and adults to remember that as we go about our day so self-esteem is really a quality of a true self it's a quality it's intrinsic to us. It's a sense of self-worth. And we all have that just by being human beings. Because we are alive, we have a brain, we have ways of being, and we're worthy. We're sharing 99.9% of our DNA, all our human beings. That is what is really amazing about the newer psychological and scientific discoveries that are showing that, The sense of being, the sense of worthiness, we're all so alike. And what I love about spiritual care traditions, and especially the ancient Christian faith, the sense of there's no really original sin that we are born in an image and likeness of God, and we are born for eternity. And we have those inborn qualities of sense of worthiness by just being alive, because God is, in a certain sense, part of us. We are in the image of God. So the feelings of shame or feeling of not worthiness, intrinsic guilt... Those are burdens that are given and perpetuated many times by our culture, by the way we speak, by the way we interact with one another. And I love this quote from the Psalms in Psalm 139, depending on how you're counting the Psalms, that I am fearfully and wonderfully made and marvelous are your works. And I know this very well. So there's something that we are made in such a beautiful way that we have to really appreciate, and we need to appreciate one another just because we are alive and we're in the image and likeness of God. Interestingly, in psychological methodologies like internal family system, many emerging psychological methodologies are pointing to the same fact. For example, in IFS, in parts work, there's no part, no part of ourselves, no aspect of ourselves that is intrinsically bad. Every part has a function, has a job internally, and that doesn't mean that everything that the parts are doing is good. Sometimes there are behaviors that are less than effective or impacting others in terrible and negative ways. But the idea is that they do it in a out of hurt, out of previous conditionings. Many times it's coming from unmet needs or trauma. Nonetheless, the behavior themselves that doesn't mean we're going to put them off the hook and there's no consequences to those behaviors but there's a distinction between a behavior that's unacceptable or has terrible impact into for other people and the actual intrinsic qualities that are inside that might be they might be hidden somewhere underneath it in the same way in the body we have hands we have legs we have eyes we have a brain we have lungs and a heart we cannot say that the arm is more worthy than the leg or the heart is more worthy than the eye every part of the body has a particular function and a particular role and they're all worthy nonetheless in a certain conditions they could be sickness they could be illness because things are might not go and function in the sa- exact way that they were intended. So there is a distinction between the original intent of our inner parts of our self, of our sense of self-worth and the distinction between how this might be manifested into the world. But internally at a soul level, we are all worthy. So self-esteem is really a soul quality, a true self quality. So to summarize I make the distinction between self-esteem, what psychology calls self-esteem, a sense of worthiness, and self-efficacy, which is a sense of how accomplished, how skilled I am in a particular area and how confident I am in my performance. And those two are actually separate. And the sense of self-worthiness, the self-esteem, actually has a huge impact in the way we perceive ourselves, in the way we might feel lonely or sad or depressed if the self-esteem is low. And it is very freeing to know that the sense of self-worth, we do not need to pursue it through external circumstances. We don't have to pursue that through relationships or job or roles because we are worthy to begin with. And knowing that doesn't mean that we're not going to get better, we're not going to improve ourselves, we're not going to become professionals, we're not going to try to be social human beings and really belong to groups and be pleasant human beings in our family at the dinner table. Of course we want to do that, but that doesn't mean it's going to affect our sense of self-worth. And if we can embody that more, and if we can teach our children more about that, and our we can have conversations around that, then we can help our, especially our younger generation, to tap into the sense of self-worth and not be so connected and so vulnerable to the praises or lack of praises or likes on social media or on Twitter and to be really embodying their true self, their sense of existence, a sense of we're all on this journey together, A billion people, as far as we know, right in this moment on this planet Earth, and then we can do this together. So with that, I thank you for being you, for all you do in the world. And until next time, I say goodbye for now.